this is always a reading I will never forget. Uh, and there's a story that kind of goes behind that. Uh, and uh, I got permission from who was involved in that story to share it with you. Um, so last year for Father Brett and Father Patrick's ordination, uh, this was the gospel reading they had chosen. Uh, and they had asked me if I would chant the reading at the ordination, so to actually sing the entire reading um, from start to finish. And so we're at the ordination rehearsal. Um, I'm at the ambo. I'm about to, to do the run-through, and, and Nick is one of the candle bearers. And so he's standing in front of the ambo. He's right in front of me. And so I'm going through it. And uh, when you chant the Gospels um, and you use the solemn tone, every time you get to a question, it, it, to use this reading, for example, it goes like this. Do you love me? Every time you, you ask a question. So every time I would get to that line, to that question in the reading, I have to go, do you love me? And Nick's standing there with the candle and he says, why are you so needy? <laughs> and I can, I can never, so every time I get to this reading and I, I'm trying to stop myself from smiling, I hope I did well today, because every time I read this reading, all I can think of is Nick standing there with the candle being like, why are you so needy? Um, so that's kind of our backstory. I'll never forget it. Um, but for me, like, that, that raises a question, like, is Jesus being needy in this reading? You know, why is he asking Peter three times, do you love me? Is, is he being needy? The answer is no. And because Simon Peter gives the answer, he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. So why is Jesus asking this question three times? It's not for his own sake. He's asking it for Peter's. Think of what's happening in this reading. We're at the point where they were just fishing, um, and, and they, they see the Lord on the bank, and they don't know it's him yet, and he, he says, throw out your nets for a catch, um, and then they realize it's the Lord, um, and so Simon Peter, he, you know, he tucked in his garment, and he jumps out the boat, and he swims to the Lord, right? And this is where they have the charcoal fire. There's fish on it already. He says, bring some more of the fish you caught. Um, there's a reason why he's asking Peter, do you love me? And three times. All right, so remember, there's a charcoal fire right there at this point. What was the last time that we hear Peter being associated with a charcoal fire in the Gospels? It's when he denies Jesus three times. Remember how Jesus says, before the cock crows twice, you will have denied me three times. That's the last time we see Peter associated with a charcoal fire. So imagine if you're Peter, you know, before this event today in the Gospels, if you come upon a charcoal fire the rest of your life, what's the one thing you're going to think of? You're going to think about the fact that you denied Jesus three times. This is a redeeming moment for Peter. Now we have another charcoal fire. Now we have Jesus asking him, almost kind of in a sense making up for what he did with the denial, saying, Peter, do you love me? And he asked that question three times. He's making up for it. All right? He's, this is a redeeming moment. So that way Peter, for the rest of his life, can look at a charcoal fire and not despair over it. And not kick himself for, you know, and say to himself, why did I deny him? Why on that night, you know, that cold night around the fire, why did I deny him? Now he can look back at a charcoal fire and he'll have this episode in his head. Where the Lord asked me, do I love him? And I said, yes. Now, what we don't get to see in the translation in English of this reading is that Jesus is asking Peter about a specific kind of love. All right? The Greeks had four different words for love. And the way that we get it in English, we just get, Simon, do you love me? So I'm not going to get into the Greek terms, but I'm going to tell you kind of just what they mean. And what Jesus is asking him is, Simon, do you love me more than these? Do you love me to the point where you can give your life for me? And Peter says, Lord, I love you as a brother. 
he uses a different word for love than what Jesus is asking. He says, I love you as a brother. He's not quite there yet. So he keeps asking so Peter, like, do you love me to the point of giving your life? And he says again, Lord, I love you as a brother. Like he's, he, what the reading is actually trying to tell us is Peter's not quite where Jesus wants him to be. So then Jesus says, Peter, do you love me as a brother? He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. I love you as a brother. That's what these, that's what these, these translations are really meaning here. We don't really get that across in the actual text in English, but that's what's going on. But he will get there. Peter eventually gets there. Um, and the reason why we hear Jesus say at the end of the reading, follow me, is because when Peter ends up going to Rome and the Christians are being persecuted in Rome, Peter's running out of the city. We get this in the, in the traditions. This isn't uh, in the Gospels, but we hear that Peter's running out of the city. And as he's running out of the city, he sees the Lord appear to him and Jesus asks him, where are you going? Or the, the Latin phrase is, quo vadis, where are you going? That's a phrase that we hear. Uh, I think there's some discernment retreats for God looking at priesthood, and the retreats are called Quovadis. Where are you going? He's asking Peter, and Peter in that moment realizes that he's running away from where he needs to be. And in that moment, he finally loves the Lord to the point of giving up his life. He turns around, he goes back into Rome, and he's crucified upside down. He gets there. So really, the, the message of today's gospel is we may not be where we want to be, and we may not be where the Lord is calling us to be, but we're where we need to be right now. And to be patient with ourselves. We could do like what Peter does, and we could despair. If we don't have that redeeming moment, we could despair over the times we failed the Lord, that we failed to love him, or maybe times that we've denied him. But to be patient with ourselves, not to kick ourselves and say, you know what, I'm working on it and to never stop working on it. We can't just become complacent and say, well, okay, the Lord loves me where I am. You know? No, he's always calling us. He's gonna, he is going to love us where we are, but he's always calling us to a greater degree of love. So if we're not there yet, be patient with yourselves, but keep getting up. Keep trying. And think about that moment in your life that, that was that fire, that redeeming fire, where the Lord asks you again, do you love me? And to keep asking yourselves, you know, when you come for adoration, you come for mass. How, answer that question. How is the Lord calling you to love him back? You know, what's that redeeming fire?